The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Moranzi. Trouble in Montreal. <laughs> all right. Calgary Flames beat the Montreal Canadiens uh, this evening 4-2. Uh, you know what? Uh, the Canadians will hang on to that last playoff spot. But you know uh, you know things will get interesting just because they suck. And uh, it's not going to be easy for them uh, down the stretch. Minnesota beats Los Angeles 4-2 uh, tonight. Nashville uh, over Chicago 3-1. We only played one hockey game tonight, and it was the Buffalo Sabres plus a puck and a half. And the Sabres beat the Boston Bruins 6-4 uh, tonight. So that's some smart capping. We played one hockey game. We won. We bet on one NBA game this evening. The Golden State Warriors uh, against the Denver Nuggets. They smashed them, 118 to 97. That's some nice handicapping uh, right there. Um, Let's get into Major League Baseball. How good were we on the diamond? Now, I had the Dodgers, but I didn't lay the price with the Dodgers. If you were tuning in to Game Time Decisions earlier tonight, we took uh, the uh, the MLS soccer game, Sporting Kansas City and Orlando, to go under three and a half, parlayed with the Dodgers at plus money, plus 119. So I had the Dodgers already at plus 119. I didn't have to play it again, which was fortunate. All right, but we do lose uh, with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Kicking myself for not taking San Francisco. This team just wins like every freaking day. That's all. Like that's all that they do. Uh, we were on the New York Mets uh, this evening. We're on the Mets minus. One and a half. They finally gave DeGrom uh, some support. DeGrom had 15 strikeouts tonight. People, uh, Met fans, you know, you guys, I'm going to say, you know, you're passionate. And I like the Mets. You guys know, um, you know, when I was in New York, I was on the Mets bandwagon. Even when Met fans thought they sucked, I was winning money on them. And I said, no, 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 no. It's a good time to jump on the wagon. So, like, I get it. But Met fans, I'm going to tell you, you're kind of annoying now. You're kind of annoying. Like, it's a 162-game season, and and I, you know what? Our boy, this isn't for Johnny Rose Beef, who's tuning in. Uh, you're the man, Johnny. But I'm just, you know, the, oh, we suck after they lose, and we're the best. You know, I'm seeing people, they do videos. Oh, we're terrible. They're gutless. They're heartless. The Mets suck. They're a joke. Next night, oh, they're the best. The Grom's the best player in the league. And, you know, it's like, whatever, dude. Like, come on. Let's grow up. Right. No one's the best or the worst. It is, it was, and it's going to be. Break it. Non-stop live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. What, are you not going to listen? We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. 
But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling.com. Football, the goal line. Baseball, home plate. Basketball, the net. Sports talk, right here. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. This team is fired up. We came here to play. All right. You lose. What? Didn't you hear what he said? Look at the fear in his eyes. Listen to the quiver in his voice. He's a little boy lost in a game of men. You think we should bet against him? I bet my entire college fund on it. You got it. Mo, $23 on New York. It's the late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenci, and now I'm sure I've upset Met fans by saying they're annoying. But it's not just Met fans. I don't like that. Like, I'm not down with that. Like, basically, I get it if you're 18 and you're 16 and you're 21 and stuff like that. I get if you're a frat boy or not even then. You know what I mean? Like, I've never, like, when was the last time, you know, oh, I hate the team. I love the team. I hate the team. Like, what, what is this? Like, what are you, 12 years old? You know what I mean? Like, even when I was 10, like, I had loyalty. And I, and, and I get it. Like, a lot of these fan bases will tell you that. Like, Philly fans are like that with the Sixers. Like, if the, if the Sixers, like, suck and they lose, you know what I mean, they'll turn on them, they miss a shot, they'll turn. Like, like Yankee fans. Like, Yankee fans booed Stanton in the first at-bat ever as a Yankee. So, like, they think because they're a Yankee, because what, you, you live in New York and you're a Yankee fan? That, well, this is New York. This is the Yankees. Well, it's our right to boo. It's like, no, it isn't. You're just a jackass. Like, so what? So what? Babe Ruth happened to play for the team in the city you were born in 80 years ago? So what? It makes you some sort of knowledge, more knowledgeable than other people? It makes you, like, think that, like, uh, it gives you the right to treat every player like a jackass because, oh, it's New York? I heard people talking about that in the football scene like that today. Wow, there's extra pressure with the Jets and it's New York. Was that? No, no, there isn't. There's less pressure with the Jets. They suck. No one cares about the Jets. Like, there's this overinflated sense, like, with these fan bases. Like, you know, Philly fans, we're just passionate. No, you're not passionate, you're just jackasses. If it's convenient, you'll like the team, and if they suck, you won't. It's like, you're not, you know, it's like being a diehard. Like, Met fans are like that. We suck, and then they're the greatest, we suck. I get it, we all have our breaking points, but when it's baseball in a 162-game season, it gets a little old. It's like being in the sports bar watching a football game with a guy that's flipping over chairs after every penalty. Let's bring in uh, Tony Finn right now. Tony's not that guy. Tony's the slick guy, the high roller in the corner, wondering who's making all the noise. <laughs> What's going on, Tony Finn? How you doing, Tony? I'm trying not to make any noise right now. Yeah, you, you the man. Thank you for joining us. Uh, yeah, good. Thank, thanks for thanks for stepping in. And listen, sports fan is a beautiful thing. I don't know. Like maybe um, maybe I just don't care as much. That's the thing. Like some people, I got to be honest. Like I, I'm a pretty. I'm a, listen. Sports is my life. Like even when the show is over, like you, Tony. Like the show is over. I listen to music. It's Friday night tonight. But you know what you know what i mean what i'm gonna like p- place my ufc bets at five in the morning after two bottles of wine <laughs> like or like you know yeah. and in the week guys after the show 
I always get a jump start on the next day. Who's playing? Who's pitching? What's going on? So I already, when I wake up, it's not fresh. I just sort of sleep on it, and it's in my brain. But I'm always like, you know, the other night, every night this week, I spent a lot of time on the NFL draft, just reading stuff about the draft, looking at the players, and where do I think this and that. So I love this stuff, but... I'm not one of these people that loves and hates the Toronto Raptors with every loss, Tony. You know what I'm saying? I love them. I I hate them. They're the best. They're the worst. Like, I just, I hate that stuff. Like, I get it if you're a teenager or you're nuts or something or it's all you have in your life, but I just don't, I can't, like, I'm a diehard Dodger fan. I cried when they won the World Series. Um, But, you know what I'm saying? I'm not losing any sleep they lost tonight, Tony Finn, to San Diego, bro. (laughs) I'm not mad. I don't care. Does that make me a bad fan? I just don't care. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> I even lost money no, no, on the no, game, and, and I don't care. Yeah, and in uh, in our business, having a short memory is uh, is 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 not only advantageous; it's fiscally responsible. You you can't. Um, I don't have a favorite. I have a favorite team. I've told you many times. My favorite team is whoever I have money on. That changes day to day, hour to hour. I have three different favorite teams in one night, many, many times during the summer. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, 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 I, you know, yeah. I can go back to my childhood, Gabe. I have a, a I have a stories and stories upon stories of how Charles Finley. Uh, I still really don't like the man to this day. He he, he took the A's from Kansas City. I uh, took a pretty good team. All of the team lost 99 games the final year. Catfish Hunter, Joe Rudy, uh, Reggie Jackson. Those were guys that when I'm eight years old, that they, is uh, a seven or eight year old, make a, they make an impression on you and you get attached to them when you really, other than your parents, you're just not attached to anything. So yeah, so you're right. Unless you're 18 or 19, uh, let's move on. And guess what? There's another game tomorrow. There's another team I'm going to like, and there's another opportunity. So there we go. Yeah, I don't know who came up with the line in the gambling world, uh, but they said um, about, like, losing a game. But, well, they play the national anthem every day, right? I don't know who came up with that it's line, the, but it was, if it's, in the, it's in a gambling context. Do you know that line? They said they play the national anthem. Like, there'll do. be another game. They play the national anthem every day. And it is true. Yep. Like you said, they're all games. You know, I don't get mad about regular season stuff. I still do, though, Tony. Like, I am a, I am a fan still. I haven't lost my full fandom. Sure. And does it affect my handicapping? Not really, because I know. Like, I will know. Like, basically, you know what I mean? I'm like Pete Rose. Like, I won't bet against a few teams, but, (laughs) like, I'm not crazy. Like, I'm not like, you know, look, I'm a diehard Bills fan, bro. I love the Buffalo Bills, but I didn't say, you know what? There's no way in hell they lose to the Kansas City Chiefs. I was like, this is going to be very hard to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, listen. Are you kidding me? I uh, uh, it's it is that way. It's um, I'm a still a fan, Gabe. I'm still a fan for the most part uh, when I don't have any vested interest. But if, for the most part, the teams I grew up with, the teams I became attached to, uh, they're overvalued in our. In, uh, I grew up in a little town called Lawrence, Kansas, outside of Kansas City. Uh, the Kansas Jayhawks. Everyone knows about KU Jayhawks for the most part. I, I very rarely bet on the Jayhawks. I'm always against them because they're shaded, <laughs> and the value is never on the yeah, Jayhawks yeah, during right. basketball. Yeah, yeah it's, fun, it's funny how that works. Um, my grandfather played for the Montreal Canadiens, and I grew up uh, watching hockey with them all the time, and like all the games. And man, he was always like 
he'd always get mad. Like, the Canadians would win. <laughs> it was funny. Like, it was weird. Like, people think, oh, you guys love the Canadians. And he'd be mad. He goes, I don't understand why this team doesn't do this. He goes, all you got to do is dump it in and do this against the Canadians. Like, he'd get mad. Yeah. And I realized as I got older, he was bitter. He didn't like them. He didn't like them. And yeah. I finally, as I got older, I asked him. I said, what? And I said, I noticed that you, like, you're never really happy when they win. And, and then he told me. He, he went on and he said, you know, listen. And he talked about how they let someone die in a mental institution and how they screwed over a bunch of other people. Like he went on on this tirade. And my grandfather was a very yeah. calm man. He was mad. He was like, you know, he was like, Doug Harvey died broke. And he's like, he starts going off about all these greats that died and like they weren't treated well. Yeah. And so it was funny seeing a different perspective of it. And it sort of rubbed off on me after. I was like, oh, maybe these guys aren't so cool after all. <laughs> right? like, it's funny well. when you see the veneer. But I said, I don't know if I told you to tell you this story, Tony, but for me, it was one of the coolest things in my radio career. So I'm doing a radio show for like three years type thing. It's like 2004, 2005 or whatever. And I'm doing the Expo stuff, Expo's post-game shows. And... Um, and I got a radio show on overnight and stuff and the Expo's post-game show. But in those days, remember, Tony, in those days, like before now, remember it was a big deal to have like the Major League Baseball um, package, like with the radio? Like yes. in the old days? Yes. Like, yeah, yes. so it was basically like, guys, there was no TV for every game. You maybe get video. That was like a yep. big deal when MLB.com did that. Yep. But like, it, it used to be you got every radio feed if you wanted it, right? On MLB.com. It's like, I can listen to the road or the home team. And you'd be surprised. So... It was really cool. Major League Baseball, MLB.com, they never turn it off at night, Tony. <laughs> okay? No. So, after the Expo game, MLB.com essentially was broadcasting my post-game show and then Sports Rage. It was nuts. And I'm getting calls from yeah. Delaware and Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, and I'm wondering, why are these like people calling me from all over the place? And I found out, yeah. they're like, yeah, I'm listening on MLB.com. I was listening to the broadcast of the big league game. And I just stayed on to listen to you after. I picked up a lot of people, right. but I got I got a royal uh, twist to this on the other side. The late night anger management class, Tony Finn, the great Tony Finn joining us from Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the Friday Night Free Show. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. We do this 24 hours a day, working hard to bring you the news you can use. Get on the grid. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. We're here 24 hours a day. Seven days a week. 52 weeks a year. Don't believe us. Never turn us off. You'll see. Keep listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. 
Brian, care to place a wager? Tomorrow night on Fox's Celebrity Boxing, I've got Carol Channing beating Mike Tyson in three rounds. Carol Channing. You've got Carol Channing, the actress, beating Mike Tyson, the boxer. Hell, give me 50 bucks on Tyson. Yeah, you're in good company. Betting Freddy took the same wager. Betting Freddy. Dear God, I'm an idiot. I was just saying, oh, I only had the Dodgers in that parlay. I actually took them again because I'm a moron. That's what you have. That's what what's that happens when you when you play a million plays. So I went nine and five on the day. Not bad. We have more money than we started with, so that's all that matters. Uh, nine and five on the day. We look to keep it rolling. Tony Finn with us. So Tony, you like this? So you're talking about the Royals, and uh, we've talked about the Royals in the past. And so I'm doing the Expo stuff and. Um, it was really weird, too. I got a call once from a dude off the air, and he tells me, he goes, uh, yeah, I'm Nancy Sinatra's manager. All right? <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, it's the weirdest thing ever. I'm like, really, huh? Frank Sinatra's daughter, Nancy. Yeah. And I'm like, really, huh? And he goes, yeah, yeah. He goes, uh, we're listening in a hotel. She goes, we think you're great, really enjoying the show. She goes, uh, well, we want to send you a book. <laughs> They go, what's your address at the radio station? I gave them the address. Lo and behold, I got a package from Nancy Sinatra. I got a Nancy Sinatra yeah. book, like Nancy Sinatra memorabilia. I'm thinking, this is the weirdest thing ever. I'm like, I'm like, man, I'm like, what a weird thing. Like, why would Nancy Sinatra be listening to like baseball and sports rage in the middle of the night? But I don't know. It, it happened. But anyways, so. Uh, and you never found out? So. No, 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 you know, no, no, I did. It was, the guy was, um, her manager was a baseball fan and liked me. <laughs> and it turned okay. out, the guy right. after, yeah, yeah, because I, I sent him a thank you letter and stuff. But um, but anyway, so one of the coolest things, Finn, I'm doing the show and stuff, I'm doing my thing. Hey, I'm popular locally in Montreal with the Expos and stuff, and I got my thing going on, but uh, I got a call. I got a call, and they said, can you be a guest uh, tomorrow morning? in Kansas City. And I was like, yeah, sure, on what show? You know, and they told me. It was the George Brett show. <laughs> so yeah. I was a guest on the George Brett show. Except not me interviewing, so I was the guest, except he liked me. Like uh like he was cracking up. I was loose. Like I didn't like I was real and stuff. I didn't like, you know what I mean? So I'm cracking George nice. Brett up and he's like, Man, he goes, Oh man, he goes, if I would have known you were this funny, I'd have you all before, man. And then I was on the George Brett show a bunch of times after. And that's when I sort of knew I was like, Man, I must be on to something here, man. I think things are going well here. I said, because I used to wonder, I was like, well, whatever. I'm just, you know, yelling in the mic in the middle of the night on a radio station. You know, where am I really going here with this? <laughs> but then I was like, man, I don't know. I was like, George Brett likes me, right? And it was a big thing. I'll never forget that. So, and of course, you know, I was a big George Brett fan growing up as a kid. And sort of like we said, Tony, you know, I've always been a Dodger fan. And I like the Expos. But... Um, Sort of like, you know, guys like us, like, I liked all the players. You know what I mean? Like, I liked George Brett. Like, you know, I liked, uh, you know what I mean? I was a big, you know, um, Fred Lynn fan, Jim Rice. It's funny. I don't even like the Red Sox, but Jim Rice is one of my favorite players as a kid. Right? Like, uh, Ricky Henderson. How do you not like Ricky Henderson as a kid? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Remember that great, that great, that great outfield with Oakland with uh, Tony Armas, Ricky Henderson, and uh, and Henderson. Oh, Henderson, Henderson, and Armas. Great outfield. Yeah, I, ne- I didn't like yeah, the, how about that. Yeah, that's what I mentioned. You didn't like them. <laughs> <You> didn't like <laughs> them. <laughs> how, how about a great outfield, guys? And the X was the Expos. Uh, Reigns, Dawson, yeah. 
Valentine. That's as good as it gets. Blue Jays had some good ones, too. What was it? Barfield, uh, Bell, and... Um, and um, Barker, who was, who was the third one? They had some good outfields. There's Blue Jay fans in our chat. Oh. They'll let us know. Yeah, that was, that, Jesse, that was some good teams. Those were good teams the Blue Jays had. So Jesse Barfield, George Bell, and, uh, and uh, yeah. Who's the, who's the third one? Who, who did I just I say? I'm I can't missing remember. Something. I don't know. All right, my head's spinning. I'm talking too fast. Uh, all right, <laughs> Tony Finn. So, Tony, what do we do? Who are you on tonight? Dodgers or uh, San Diego? Last two nights, I was on. I was on neither. Uh, I don't. I, I'm. I'm off the Dodgers for the most part when they're at home. And if I'm on the Dodgers with a 200, with a minus, with a two to one median, I'm almost always on the run line. So uh, when they're at home, I'm, I'm watching. And I'm, I'm already ranting and raving. I've done a couple shows today where I've had conversations with, with Dave Roberts, and he and I are, are not agreeing on how to handle this baseball team at all. So uh, the, Dave Roberts is only, you know, I'm, I know you're a diehard so what, what, Dodgers what? fan. Yeah, so I was going to say, well, you have a cardboard cutout of Dave Roberts in your bedroom. You're yelling at him? <laughs> well, might as well be. I'm yelling. I yell at everybody when I'm. I yell at the television all the damn time. You know, I, they never hear me. They never answer back. It may be a good thing. Hey, listen, Tony. If there's one thing, and the Dodgers are great. Yeah. But if there's one thing, man, that back end of the bullpen's a little bit of a concern to me. Right. I, Jansen's I, yeah, a concern. I, yeah. And th- that's Jansen's the weakness right concern. there. Yeah. He that's the concern. The back let's, just, let's just be real. No, no, you're right. Like, yeah. And I totally agree. Jansen should be a guy pitching with a 5-2 lead in the seventh inning. He's not even the that's setup true. guy anymore. Would you agree with that? That's like, right. That's my concern in I the big picture. Could not, like, The Dodgers are going to get to the playoffs, but you really want Jansen on a hill in the eighth and ninth inning out there? Come on, guys. They've got to do better here. They've got to do better, Tony. Nope. Yes. Yeah, I, I've said to you, I think, I don't know what we talked about it, but I've talked many times that I thought Caratop should be the closer, and he can throw that 102 yeah. mile an hour as hard as he, as hard as he wants for two innings. Uh, and I agree. You, 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 got, you got so many other guys in that farm system that can be that fifth starter that are so good, that are better than most teams, number one, bottom line. Or David Price. So what are we doing here? Like, let's figure this thing out. You're exactly right. right. We have, he's spending all this money. I totally, I agree 100%, Tony. And I'm not saying Jansen never pitches again, but I I agree. May is the closer with his stuff in limited period. It'd be deadly. And you don't miss him from the rotation. Make Price a freaking starter. We're paying him $200 million. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, Gosselin, exactly. I mean, Urias would be a great closer, but it is what it is. He's too good. You start the kid. I agree as far as May is concerned. The kid's born to be the closer. He's born. And if you're the Dodgers, you're deep enough to say, you know what? Yeah, you're a talented kid, but we're gonna. you're extending your career by doing this. Because that's what you tell the kid, yeah. right? Because he's not happy yeah. and you go, listen. You're, we're extending your career, Dustin. You're going to make a hell of a lot of money. You're going to close. You're going to have a million saves on this team. Your stats are going to be great. We're going to pay you. And if not, someone else is going to pay you. You're going to make money. Right? Like, yeah. as opposed yeah. to just being yeah. another whole home starter. You're exactly right. I agree, Finn. I mean, all you have to do is tell him, have you ever heard of guys named Raleigh Fingers, Goose Gossage? Uh, let's, I go on. Dan Quiz. We'll go on and on. Uh, these guys are Hall of Famers. You can be. A Hall of Fame, you're you have a much better chance of being in the Hall of Fame as a closer than you do a starting pitcher. Bottom line, 
All right, Mosby. I was driving me crazy. Thank you. I apologize to Blue Jay fans. Yeah, we just yeah, Mosby, that's, Mosby, that's, that's equivalent, Mosby, that's Barfield, and Bell. Uh, Thank Ferris, you. Mantle, and Para. How about that? Well, not how quite. No, 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 no. The X, the X, the Mantle, and Para. Hey, the the Expos outfield was better than the Jays one. I'll even say. Uh, best outfield. I want to see this best outfields ever. Like I said, I remember uh, made my grandfather rest in peace actually, but he took me to a game at Fenway Park. Um, I think it was probably like 1981-ish. Yeah. 1982, 1980. I think it was 1981, uh, 1980, but it was in that era with Tony Armas. Of course, Tony, uh, Tony Armas yeah. uh, Jr. was a pitcher on the Expos. Um uh, but Ricky Henderson. So I saw like Jim Rice, Fred Lynn, Carl Yastrzemski, uh, Carlton Fisk yeah. versus Ricky Henderson and those A's teams. Yeah. Great, great memory at Fenway Park. Great memories. Great yeah. to see that. All hey, I really remember as a kid that? is that Fenway smelled like piss. How about this? How about that? You just mentioned it. How about that Rice, Fred Lynn and Dwight Evans outfield for the Red Sox? That was a pretty darn good outfield. No, that was um, that was that that was damn good. I'm looking it up right here. You're right. <laughs> best best outfield combos. I don't know these these cosmetic uh, debates always just so here here's Buster only. Oh yeah. Ah, whatever. Buster, Buster doesn't know what he's talking oh, hey, about. Oh, no, I'm kidding. Well, I'm kidding. Hey, I'm kidding. Gotta, <laughs> so gotta, Buster Oley's actually good. This is a, he's a good. Yeah. How about this? Uh, Moises Alou. Grissom and yeah. Walker, didn't they play together? Oh, the God. You're damn right. Uh, that was the 94 team, bro. That, yeah, was, that was the 94, 94 outfield. Team. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Marquise Grissom, <laughs> Moises Alou, and Larry Walker. Yeah. Moise, yeah. Wow. Marquise Grissom in center wow. field. Larry Walker in right yep. field. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. Yep. Now you're going to make they, me they, cry. Listen, all of them, all of them, gold lovers, Walker, Grissom, all of them, gold lovers. Marquise Grissom. Wow. Nice out. Mark Marquise Grissom was one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of one of the nicest guys I've ever met in sport. Like uh, Yeah. Yeah, just yeah, just 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 a class act. But uh you know what their their lineup, you know, so as you mentioned, the outfield, Moises Alou, yeah. Marquise Grissom, Larry Walker. You know who a young kid was, a young rookie at the time, backup? Rondell White, hell of a baseball player too. Oh. Rondell White yeah. was damn good. Um, yeah. Their infield, Cliff Floyd at first base, man, great player. I'm gonna start crying now. Will Cordero, you know, uh, that, Sh- Sean yeah, Barry, and wow. Mike Lansing. That's, Darren Fletcher was the catcher, you, starting pitcher. Sorry, Tony. You, Pedro Martinez. You know, remember Ken Hill, his yeah. son, the quarterback, Ken oh. Hill. Yeah, yeah. What? You bring back memories. Remember those, that, that Expo team? That may be the best. That that wasn't that the year they only played 114 games, right? They won 74, and they may be the best team ever to not have gotten an opportunity best to play too. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, the Braves were in their face every damn year. They were up by a million games. <laughs> Remember that state championship game you played in high school? Yeah. We, we can't get over it either. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Don't think of us as just sports talk. Think of us as a full immersion crash course in sports news you can use. You listen, you learn. Get the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. You want some of this, don't you? Yeah! Well, you need to know the winners, and I know the winners. So call me now. Whoa! $5 for the first minute, $2 for each additional minute. You have reached the coaches. Line. Line. Yeah, play it on me, coach. In the game of my mm-hmm. versus Sin. Cincinnati. Sin. Cincinnati. Not Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Come on, come on. Don't you realize this is costing me money? All right, late night anger management class. You guys might think it's easy being a radio host. You think I'm just sitting here and stuff. And uh, Matthias just asked me <laughs> in Los Angeles. He goes, did you just fall? <laughs> did I just fall? What did you see, Matthias? Did you? I thought maybe you heard me because I think I, I I did like sort of scream something. Uh, so I was like, I don't know. What did you see me like tumble or what did you actually just see? I saw you stumble and then I heard you cuss a little bit and I looked down and I thought I saw you like getting up from the ground. So I was like, oh man, I think I just missed Gabe Biffit. <laughs> No, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. But I stood up and I tripped over something and uh, basically like the green screen sort of took a tumble down, like sort of. But I didn't like the green screen. But it was very it was an awkward situation. And uh, yeah, I was very uh, I was about to I was raging. Not not very happy uh, about yeah, no, no. It's like, yeah, I got problems. Like, uh, we got big problems. I got like a very, I got a bad workspace here, man. I need more space, man. All right? I need more space. I'm starting to flip out. Dude, Cam Stewart, like, Cam nearly, like, choked himself to death the other day. Got up and he fell. And he had, like, this the headset around. Like, we're a menace, like I said. Like, if you, you wonder, sometimes I sit here and I do a radio show after, and it feels like I've been punched in the stomach. And I'm like, I'm actually in physical pain. I'm like, I don't know what happened. Why? But I don't know. Like, it's happened before. Like, uh, you know, I remember my ex-girlfriend, like, was convinced, man, I was, like, cheating on her because I had, like, weird scars and scratches. And, like, she's like, why do you have this weird thing, like, here? I was like, I was like, I don't know. And she's like, what do you mean you don't know? I'm like, I don't know. She's like, well, most normal people would know why they have a bunch of scratches on their neck. I'm like, listen, I don't know. They're just there, all right? They just I are. You out. What do you want me to tell you? Yeah, like, <laughs> I remember <laughs> when I lived in Vegas. When I lived in Vegas, 
one day I woke up and like half my body, bro, was like black and blue, all right? Like literally, like half, like I woke up and I'm like, oh my God. Like I got up and I wasn't even in like that much pain, but I sort of looked and I'm like, I'm like, what the hell? And I said to someone like later in the night, I said, man, I said, and I showed them, I said, look at this. I said, I don't even know what happened. I said, I have no idea how this happened. And Buddy tells me, he goes, I'll tell you what happened. He goes, you fell out of a moving taxi last night. And I'm like, what? I said, what? Well, jump he goes, we, yeah, no, he goes, we were rolling into the casino, but the car didn't stop. And you, you opened the door and you fell out. <laughs> no idea. I had no idea. To, like, like, seriously, you could offer me $100 million. I'd be like, no, no. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, if I ever got picked up by the cops, like, they'd think I'm lying. They'd be like, so you're telling us, buddy, you don't know why you have blood on your hands? I'd be like, no, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'd be like, I really have no idea. Uh, so, you know, it's funny because I was reading, I was listening to the Kiss audio book about like the crazy days on Kiss uh, tour. And Gene Simmons told a story. Gene Simmons says, he goes, one night we're on tour. He goes, we're in the hotel. And he goes, um, I, he goes, I used to share a room with Ace Freely on the road, all right, just to keep an eye on him. So the guitarist used to party hard. And a Gene Simmons doesn't do drugs or drink. He just is addicted to sex. <laughs> so Gene Simmons says, we're in the hotel after a show, and I tell Ace, I'm going down to the hotel bar. There's a lot of girls down there. Ace Freely tells me, I'll join you soon. And Gene goes, I really knew he wasn't, and he was going to sit in his room alone and do drugs. And he said, he goes, Ace is one of the biggest rock stars in the world, but after every show, he just went to his hotel room and sat there alone, right? So, and did drugs. So, he goes, about an hour passes, an hour passes, and he's in the hotel bar, and Ace Freely never comes down. So, Gene knows. He's like, all right. And him and security, Kiss security, they're like, all right, let's go up to Ace's room. They go up to Ace's room. Ace is passed out in the bathtub. All right? Old school rock star yeah. style. Jimi Hendrix. He's passed out in the bathtub. Water's like up to his face. He's about to die type thing. All right? Yeah. They pull him out. Security pulls him out of the... And Gene Simmons. Pull him out of the bathtub. All right? Put him on the bed. And he's alive. So they put him on the bed. They don't wake him up. They don't call the ambulance or anything. They just put him on the bed. Gene Simmons in the morning is on the tour bus type thing, all right? So he's sitting on the tour bus. Ace Freely walks onto the tour bus and goes, guys, he goes, God, do I feel great. He goes, I got a great night of sleep last night in the hotel. He goes, I got to do that more. He goes, I didn't party. I didn't do anything. He goes, I woke up <laughs> at seven o'clock this morning. He goes, I was, I was, I goes, I feel great. I got a great night of sleep. He goes, I feel great, guys. And Gene Simmons never told him. <laughs> Gene's sitting there thinking, if I, I'm not even going to tell this idiot this, like, that I just saved his life last night. No idea. Yeah, no, no idea. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, so uh, rocking and rolling. Huh. All right, T Tony Finn uh, kicking it uh, with us. Uh, great stuff, as always, with, with Tony. Love talking uh, sports. So, uh, Tony, um, yeah. let's, let's, hit the base, let's hit the baseball board. Let's, let's move forward uh, here. Let's take a look at Saturday's uh, card. Uh, we've been doing very well with baseball. I'm sticking to my guns. I accept what we lose sometimes with the team. So let me start off with Seattle here. I split with Seattle. 
so far. They played twice in Boston. I've taken them both games. Yeah. We split. Yeah. They're big underdogs tomorrow. Yeah. I said to myself, yes, I'm are. taking them all four games. If we get the split, we're going to make money. If we can manage to pull off three or four, we're really going to kill it. What do you make of Flexen versus Eovaldi in the morning? Well, I think every, anybody who follows baseball, you, and the listeners know that Eovaldi is, uh, you know, he's got good stuff. Uh, he's still throwing, his velo is still what it was when Boston picked him up. And the problems are still the same. He still has a lot of hard contact, and he still has some command issues. Uh, uh, Flexen, um, what can you say? Listen, he's first off, he's a Seattle Mariner, so none of these, all these guys are playing. They have no pressure. I, I like Seattle for the simple fact that, unlike the last couple of years where they were manipulating contracts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and guys were playing and getting shipped away, this is a team that's that's dangerous. And they're dangerous because they are playing free and loose and flex on the guy that, um, that it, why not? Let's just put it away. Why not? You're going to get probably a buck 80 on him, aren't you tomorrow? I'm, I'm yeah, guessing. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah. That, that, yeah. yeah. Uh, you're getting a buck 80. If it's, it's house money at this point in time, or at least close to house money. That you're you're damn right. I, I have, I have a hard time playing Seattle, but uh, they're an all nothing game team. This is a team that can go out and, and beat Boston. Listen, Boston's playing far above their pay grade. I think uh, they're they will back up a little bit when that happens. Could very well be tomorrow. Well, it's the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like Seattle have been the most profitable yeah. team in the league. They're plus one seventy six. As Tony said, plus one eighty rate, right. plus one seventy six right now. Fanduel, Boston Red Sox minus two ten. Just for the record, too, I want to throw it out there. As you mentioned, great call, Tony. As far as one hundred fourteen games, uh, you remember what the Expos' record was? Seventy four and forty. Unbelievable. Seven. Unbelievable. Yeah, seven. Yeah, yeah. I know. You know, huh? you look at the I, I, when you were on, when you were off air, Gabe, and we're doing the commercials. And I was looking at, and I don't. Uh, I just wanted to go look at see what those guys' numbers were for 114 games. And I, unfortunately, I've I've exited out. But it was in, what they had done was incredible. 100 doubles between the three of them, and 114. 100 doubles. Um, 54 home runs. 58 stolen bases between those three. In Incredible. Incredible. No, you know what? I just remember I'm getting goosebumps. I remember as a betting man, too. It was just magical. <laughs> like, it was just, yeah. it was one of those, like, sort of like sort of like Vegas and year one in hockey. You know what I mean? Like, when there's sort of, yeah. when there's a team yeah. that just wins and covers every night type of thing. You know what I mean? It was just like, they yeah. won again, and they killed them. They won by six runs. It was like every night, ah, eight, four Expos again. Like, it was like every night. Uh, here it is, yeah, the Expos, 1994. And you know what's crazy, guys? I just want to throw it out here, actually, Tony, since you're a Royals guy. Yeah. So I brought up the George Brett story. So did you know this, huh? that the Montreal Expos wanted to be the Montreal Royals? I did not and know that. No. Yeah, you know why? Because... The Brooklyn Dodgers farm team, the great Brooklyn Dodgers farm team, was the Montreal Royals. That's who Brooklyn. That's who okay, Jackie yeah. Robinson played with first. That's his first pro game. The first time that Jackie right. Robinson played in a pro game was actually with the Montreal Royals. Um, so they were the farm team, the Montreal Royals. So they wanted you know to relive the history, the Montreal Royals. But Kansas right. City actually copyrighted it. <laughs> Kansas City applied for oh. it, and yeah. and and what's great is also the mayor of Montreal, Jean Drapeau, great guy. Well, I don't know, great guy, but uh, he put Montreal on the map. Um, um, it was the Expo, the World Fair. 
It was the Expo, the World Thank Fair, you. which used to be a big deal in the old days. So that's why they're the Expos. But also what's interesting, if you look at the Expos logo, it's a cool, some of the most beautiful uniforms of sports. But if you look at their logo, what does it say? Like if you look, it actually looks like CB, doesn't it? Charles Bronfman, who owned the team. Seagrams, Charles Bronfman. Uh, yeah. It looks like CB. It's And they say it's EP, Expos Baseball. But it looks a lot like CP. But just for the record, so they had the best record in Major League Baseball, 74 and 40. Um, from June 1st forward, the Expos uh, were 46 and 18 until the strike. Um, you know, as you stated, man, like just so many great players um, on, on that team. And, and they, Pedro Martinez. Dude, Pedro Martinez had a no hitter, Tony. How do you remember that? Do you remember Pedro yeah. Martinez actually had a no-hitter into the 10th inning and they kept him out there? How baseball has changed? He lost a no-hitter yeah. in the 10th or 11th type thing. <laughs> like. I still... This should be classified. It still should be a no-hitter, uh, in truth. And, and those those kind of... There's some some obscure numbers. And, and I have some questions about... Uh, a lot of trivia questions when uh, about those kind of situations. I think that should have been uh, classified as a no-hitter. I, Pedro doesn't need it. I don't know if you listen to Pedro. I still listen to Pedro. Today, he does that MLB. He's on the MLB network and, and kind of does that. Uh, he overviews all the games and gives his thoughts. And uh, very Listen, Pedro is not the most articulate guy with English, but very smart. Very good. Very, very smart pitcher. Wow. Last story. Because we just love the old baseball stories. But Pedro Martinez got traded. Uh, if anyone knows off the top of their head without looking it up, uh, you know what? We'll send you a T-shirt. Uh, Pedro Martinez got traded for who? Who was the main centerpiece? Boston Red Sox, Montreal Expos. Carl Pavano. You know. Carl is, Pavano. What, really? That was oh, the pitcher. Well. Carl Pavano. Wow. And lo and behold... Interleague play was a big deal in those days. They didn't play often. It's not like now. It was all the time. So, lo and behold, Pedro Martinez came back to Montreal to pitch against Carl Pavano. I remember I wasn't I wasn't in the meet. I didn't have a show yet, and I, my relationship was rocky with this girl. And I was supposed to like save the relationship that night, except it was that game. And I, she gave me the ultimatum, and I went to the game. It was terrible. Why not? <laughs> Bring it. Yeah. at you all day every day with more attitude than other lesser networks would deem appropriate we are the sports grid radio network sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Working hard 24 hours a day to give you your USRDA of the winning edge. Everything a growing boy needs. Sit up straight. 
Get it right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Tony Finn kicking with us on the Friday Night Free Show. It's always fun talking with Tony. We'll get Tony's uh, thoughts. And Tony sent me some interesting numbers I want to get to. But I was just talking about Pedro Martinez and Carl Pavano. So, uh, Pedro Martinez can trade a Carl Pavano. Carl Pavano was actually a pretty good pitcher, actually. Pretty good pitcher, prototypical, yeah. you know, six foot four, white guy, you know, strong, you know, strong arm, big dude stuff. Kind of a jerk in real life. I remember he was a jerk to fans. I remember once I was standing there and I said I wasn't on. I actually was on. I get confused, but I was on because I remember I remember dealing with Pavano. He was nice, and I don't want to say he's a jerk. He was nice to me. He, you know what I mean? Like he, you know. But I just remember there was like there was no fans. All right, at Expo Games. And there was literally like 10 or 15 people before a game. Yeah. A bunch of like teenage girls and a couple of dudes. Hey, Carl, can you know can you sign my ball? And he just ignored them. And I, I remember just standing there thinking like, why, bro? There's like 10 of them, bro. It'll take you like 10 seconds. Like, sign your damn, like, really? <laughs> like, this team I barely has any fans and you treat them like crazy. Like, it just bothered me, actually. And I was meaner to him on right. the air after about that, after. But... I remember, and may she rest in peace, but my ex-girlfriend, these were going well. She's like, oh, your career, your sports, whatever. And she's all right. She, you know, she's like, come over tonight and we'll talk. And I was like, listen, we got to do this tomorrow. <laughs> right? <laughs> and she's like, and whatever. I said, listen, tomorrow. And she goes, why? And it wasn't like, you know, I was only out once a week, I think, on Sunday nights then. I was like, I was like, listen, I told her, I said, listen, Pedro Martinez is coming back to Montreal. I said, I can't, like, I I have to be there. It's like, it's like, I must be there. And I never forget, like, she gave me the old ultimatum, and I went to the baseball game instead. And um, I bet, I I wasn't rich at the time, I bet 700 bucks on Pedro Martinez and the Boston Red Sox. And I don't even like them, I hate the Red Sox, I was mad he was on the Red Sox. And Carl Pavano beat him, bro. Carl Pavano outdueled him. 50,000 people screaming and flipping out. I'm sitting there thinking I lost my girlfriend and my money. One of those nights you'd ever forget. <laughs> Damn you, Pedro. Oh, that was the best one. He rolled Don Zimmer like a bowling ball. More would fit on the other side. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.